0: At some point in a faithful life with Jesus, you got to lose some arguments. In other words, you got to say, as Simon Peter says in the lesson, okay, man, I've been fishing all night. Let's see what your bright idea yields. In other words, you know, he applies obedience in the midst of not knowing and frustration, right? And that yields humility. This is For People with Bishop Rob Wright.
1: Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this is a conversation inspired by Bishop Wright's Four Faith weekly devotion sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe in the episode's description. Good morning, Bishop. Morning, morning. <laughs> you call this week's devotion once, and it's inspired by Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. When Jesus recruits Peter, who wasn't having a, having a great catch that day, and um, when I read this passage without the help of your devotion, I'd probably name it something else.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> you
1: you really kind of honed in on something special, and so I'm wondering if you can share more about what hit you most from this passage.
0: Sure, um, it's a fantastic story. It's a story we all we all know. Jesus meets them. Uh, in their frustration for these guys to be fishermen they are the worst fishermen ever <laughs> jesus seems to never meet a really competent fisherman in matthew mark luke or john he he meets these guys who just you know who just barely eking out a living and so the story is about jesus meeting us in impossibility and jesus meeting us in real world frustration uh and 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 you and i uh, uh, and peter Taking direction, even in the midst of disorientation, frustration, and impossibility, and seeing the trustworthiness of God. So that's the whole bit. But what I like about it uh, was, and what I why I use the word once is, is that um, it's it's basically a uh, a snapshot. It's basically a, a, a picture in Simon Peter's uh, spiritual photo album. Uh, this this once, and and why I honed in on that is because all of us have had onces, if if you will, all of us have had occasions where we've been met in frustration, disorientation, impossibility, and uh, and somehow um, because we persevered with God, because we were obedient, let's use that word that the church uh, commends, but we don't like very much, when we've been obedient to God's word in the midst of real wor- world trials. Uh, something miraculous happened, something graceful happened, something reconciling and in uh, provision uh, was produced. And that's what's happening in this story. And so that's why I like it, because it's not only about Simon Peters once, but his story of God breaking through uh, conjures up, at least I hope for us, our stories of how God broke through.
1: Hmm. Uh, well, all right, so it's funny, not funny to me that when we're utterly failing, uh, we often think to ourselves, "I've tried everything." Yeah, uh, when we often forget to turn to God, <laughs> right? And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on about God creating brand new paradigms seemingly out of thin air.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, how, how do we? How does Jesus know where the fish are? I mean, does he have one of those fancy bass fishermen? You know, sort of, uh, you know, X-rays where they X-ray the water and they know where? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Right. Um, I, I think this story is about ultimately the trustworthiness of God. I think it's about how we are limited, uh, even even in uh our areas of our vocation and our, our careers and family and love and finances, we are limited. We do the best we can, and some of us do quite well. But oftentimes all of us find ourselves in frustration. And you know, if faith is anything, faith is a resource even in frustration, right? Uh, when we get to the end of ourselves, I mean, that is the perfect intersection to reach for God. And uh, you know, God offers God's self in the person of Jesus to Simon Peter and the failed fisherman so so it's a it's paradigmatic even though it's funny and uh, and it's a snapshot. It is uh you know, when you get to the end of the rope, tie a knot in it, you know that sort of thing. but it's when you get to the end of the rope, make sure you double down on Jesus for us, right? Make sure, I mean, one of the most pregnant things that can happen in the faith life is for us to begin to say, I don't know. I don't know, you know, and that's the beginning of humility, uh, and that's the beginning of an openness. Many of us need to be cracked open by finally getting to the place where we can confess, I don't know. I mean, these guys have been fishing all night, Scripture says, all night. They have been doing their level best, and they have no doubt brought the tricks uh, and the gimmicks of the ancestors in terms of fishing forward, and it did not produce any fish, right? Or at least a scarce amount. And so that is true for us. I mean, look at us right now in the pandemic, uh, our best our best knowledge, our best learning, our best everything uh, has not quite produced the results. And so we don't know. And so we're going to have to sort of increase our dependence on God, I think. Um, in addition to science, and in addition to the things. So what we know, we know in part, uh, but that we are also known wholly, as uh, St. As Paul would say. So though I know in part, God knows me entirely. And that's what's happening on this boat in the water. God knows entirely exactly what we need. Mm.
1: I I heard a great sermon on this uh, just this past weekend, and uh, the priest was talking and highlighting the illustration and the imagery of going into the deep with Jesus. And I, I it was just such a great illustration for me. And it's not one that I typically, that I've heard before. So I thought it was a really cool take um, and what it means to go into the deep. And so I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on what it means to be beside God in the work that God's given us to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, isn't it wonderful? I mean, he tells them literally push out from the shallow, right? Push out from the shallow. Well, we know what's in the shallow, right? We know that the water tickles our ankles and is pleasant. I love to get my toes in the water, don't you? I mean, the shallow, uh, you know, it's it's beautiful, it's poetic. You're walking along the beach and uh, you see the little fish in the shoals, you know, it's lovely, it's so cute and everything it makes you know that there's, there's life in the water and all that. But, uh, but, but Jesus invites him into the deep water and uh, in the deep waters where the big fish are, right? It's also in the deep water where the water's darker. We we somehow like the shallow water because there's more light in there. We can see to the bottom, but in the deep water, it's dark in the beat in the deep water. There are big fish in the deep water. Sometimes there is danger. There's a lot of not knowing in the deep water. And so, uh you know what i like to say is is that we we find ourselves in deep water times right now right and so what 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 does this story say to us the story says to us that in deep water days and in deep water times right and if you want big fish and if you want to know past your own five senses right six senses it is that uh you're going to have to trust god you're going to have to trust the word of god which is timeless which has been a deep water companion for thousands and millions of folks through millennia. Um, and so we've got it, again, we've got a trustworthy God for the deep water. Now, uh, faith has a yield, doesn't it? And this is what the story is also about. If you go into the deep water with Jesus and if you trust Jesus in your real deep water, that is, whatever's going on in your family, whatever's going on in your health, whatever's going on in the world right now, whatever's going on in the headlines right now, there is a yield with Jesus. That's the point of the story. There is a yield beyond our imagination uh, in the story. Now, the funny thing about this is, and and this is where I think God shows off just a little bit, right, is is that not only did they catch some fish, they caught so many fish that they had to begin to recruit, uh, you know, uh, net hauling partners from around, you know, from the neighboring boats. And so, you know, God's abundance paradigmatically creates partnerships, right? So you, you can't do it all by yourself. You can't even, not only can you find the fish, but you cannot find the fish by yourself, but you can't even haul them in. I mean, such is God. So I, I, I just, I always think what happens to Simon Peter when he leaves this, when this day is done and he's having his beer, you know, by the, by the campfire at the end of the day on the beach. And they've got all these fish to clean and all these fish to share, right? So what happens for him? You know, I I think that he has now an incredible resource to face his next frustration, his next sort of temptation to think that things are impossible for God. He has a resource. And so we've got to remember that we're always sort of just out of an issue, uh, in the middle of an issue, or just going into an issue, right? And so you've got to sort of draw on the resource of what God has done for you most recently and to hold on to that with dogged determination as you face this new challenge. And so Simon Peter uh, has got something that he can offer the community now. He can say, yeah, I know what frustration is. Yeah, I know what, you know, having your chin down is. I know what all of that is. I know what it's like to be a professional and to come up empty. I know what it's like to know all the sort of intellectual things one can know about fishing and still it'd be a bust. But yet once I trusted Jesus and it made all the difference in the world.
1: All right. Well, we'll be right back after a short break.
0: Hi, listeners. This is your producer, Easton Davis, thanking you for listening to Four People. This month, February 2022, is the biggest fundraising month of the year for Path to Shine, an organization of the Diocese of Atlanta. Path to Shine's purpose is to provide academic and social support to encourage children to thrive in school and build self-confidence to achieving their dreams. They accomplish this by mentoring and tutoring children after school. Support this important ministry by giving just $28.00. $1 $1 for each day in February. You can learn more and give at pathtoshine.org. And now back to Four People.
1: Welcome back to Four People. Bishop, right before we broke uh, for a short break, you mentioned that we're living in a deep water world in deep water times. And I'm wondering what what makes, what makes now deep waters? I'm just curious, like what, what makes us a deep water world right that we're living in right now?
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe we've always been, you know, in a deep water world, but I mean, I guess what I mean by that is, is that there's a division all around there's brokenness all around. There's alienation, isolation all around. It seems in, in ample amounts, um, uh you, you know they they're, the disparity the wealth disparity uh in the world is is widening it's not it's not uh, decreasing um you know I just drove uh across the country uh last a couple of weeks ago and you know there 's a malaise. uh a lot of the folks in the country are are disaffected um it 's no wonder that contempt Uh, seems like a political strategy, a successful political strategy, because so many people are at the end of their rope. Deep water time means that there's no easy solution. And deep water times means that uh, we're not even quite clear exactly what the problem is. We just know that we need a resource um, that we don't have just yet. Um, if some kind of difference is going to be made. I mean, we're in a deep water time where people who have no expertise in public health are giving out uh, advice about public health. And and many people are believing that. I mean, it's ludicrous uh, where professionalism now and a life of study uh, is being supplanted by people who just shout the loudest. We're mm-hmm. in a deep water time.
1: yeah. And there of, are a I lot see. of good
0: people out there who are watching this whole tennis match And they don't know what the hell to believe. Yeah, It's murky.
1: Yet high stakes, right? Really high stakes, life and death. Right. It's important stuff. So Bishop, you've talked a number of times about Jesus's friend-making campaign. And you highlight that here in this devotion when you say Jesus promoted Peter from fish catching to friend-making. And I'm curious if you have any thoughts on what friend-making today in such a high-stakes, deep-water world might look like.
0: Yeah, wow. Okay, you're, you got all the good questions today, let me tell you. Um, well, I, I think, you know, let's, let's slow down here a, a second. I think that, you know, in this story, we see we see a promotion, right? And we don't really want to talk about this, but, but, but Simon Peter gets a promotion. And that is, you know, if you're going to be faithful over, a, when you're faithful over little things, then you sort of get uh, promoted to faithfulness over bigger things. And so some of us have got to to work really hard about being faithful over little things, right, to start off with. So Simon Peter goes from fish catching to friend making, right? And so not only does he experience God's power and all of that and God's power, you know, I mean, uh, God's trustworthiness in fish catching, he also sort of sees now, he, he approaches all of this now with a new humility. So now he's ready. Right? He's come to his own ends. He's seen the amazing resource that God is in the real world. He's got that sort of square in his head. Now he's ready for you know, uh, you know, Faithfulness 501. And Faithfulness 501 has to do with inviting people into a life with God. right? And so one of the first things that you and I can do if we're going to be uh, joining Jesus in his friend-making campaign is actually be friends of Jesus. You know, A lot of times in the church, all we are is Jesus, uh, Jesus adjacent. You know, we've you know our, our biggest claim to fame is is that I was uh, born in the church and I sit in the same pew every Sunday. I'm not sure longevity is the same thing as fidelity, and so and sometimes in our traditions, that's what we think because I've been hanging around the building for a little while. Somehow that means that now I'm really uh, I've got the goods. Well. You can stay. What's that old adage? You can stand in your garage for a couple of decades and that won't make you a Cadillac. Right. And so (laughs) so what we've got to do is we've got to realize that I got to believe and I do belong, but I'm also becoming. Right. And so we're watching Simon Peter becoming something. And what he's becoming is someone who's a bona fide friend of Jesus right who knows his power and goes and showcases that in the world. And I think if you and I are going to join Jesus's friend making campaign, the deep water for us is to do away with contempt. I've said that again, I've said that before, I'll continue to say it again, is is that, you know, one of the things that's amazing about Jesus as he walks and talks in Galilee and beyond is is that he seems to be able to see people for human family, siblings, right? He seems to see them beyond their fears and their smallnesses, uh, their pettinesses. He can see beyond that. Uh, He doesn't doesn't enable it. He doesn't sort of give it any permission, but he can see beyond people's stumbles. Uh, And I think that is part of the deep water for us if we're going to be in the friend-making campaign. I've got to be able to see beyond your limitations, see you as a sinner as I see myself as a sinner, that way that I'm beside you now. And I think that's the best place to make friends is that you and I are beside one another in this whole enterprise.
1: Yeah, man. So it's uh, just to summarize all that, which (laughs) is amazing. (laughs) I don't know if this is going to get it, but you can't be, you can't, well, maybe you can, you, you can't really make friends for Jesus unless you're friends with Jesus. Yeah, man. Right, so what does? It's just how- that simple,
0: isn't it? <laughs>
1: yet, yet, I don't know that many. I think many folks might disagree with how to be friends with Jesus. Like, yes, what does that look like? And I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that.
0: Well, yeah, I'm, you know, I always got thoughts on these things. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, so what is? I mean, here's one of the basic things I I, I like to say is is that. You know, as you and I sort of look at scripture and then try to look at the application of scripture in our real lives, sometimes we enter into an argument or at least a disagreement with Jesus, right? And uh, one of the ways that you can know that you're not a friend of Jesus or you're a friend in the making, I, maybe we should say, is if you win all the arguments with Jesus, right? At some point in a faithful life with Jesus, you got to lose some arguments. In other words, you got to say, as Simon Peter says in the lesson, okay, man, I've been fishing all night. Uh, let's see what your bright idea yields. In other words, you know, he applies obedience in the midst of not knowing and frustration, right? And that yields humility. And so uh, part of the way that you and I can become friends with Jesus is to know his word, to know his word, to really be have great facility with his word. And I'm not talking about, you know, some of these sort of people who just want to know the Bible so they can sort of whip it out every five minutes. I'm not talking about that. I mean what is friendship when i'm when I'm friends with somebody, I spend time with them when I'm friends with somebody, I value their outlook and their input yeah what is friends with Jesus? I like spending time with you you know i don't i don't you know I don't need anybody to prompt me to spend time with my real friends. What is friendship? I delight at the knowing that you're coming you know that you're you're coming my way and we're see I delight when I see you that's friends right. Um, sometimes with friends, you know, there's silence and it's a blessed silence. We don't have to fill every moment with anxious talk. You know, sometimes in our prayer life with Jesus, we're just, you know, mumbling, just a constant mumble, man. <laughs> I think Jesus is saying, hey, take it easy. You know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I love you and I accept you, you know? So, so, you know, the best part of our earthly friendships, I mean, I think we ha- we can have that with you know, through the Spirit, we can have that with Jesus. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not being punitive. It's being understanding. Um, there's a mutuality to friendship, right? Um, I, I appreciate and, and love the Lord, and the Lord appreciates and loves me. It's understanding that. Um, I'm made in God's image, and so are you. And it's, it's just marveling at the genius of God and how he would choose to position himself in the world as Jesus. Just, a, just an absolute awesome and just sort of marveling at that, I think is part and parcel of friendship. I like the way Jesus does what he does, you know, how he does the Jesus thing, you know? The Jesus I like Duke. that. Huh? The Jesus juke. I like how he does his thing, man. And so, so friendship is appreciation. Yeah. So when I, when I begin to do all that and see how he walks and how he talks, And, you know, the people that he walks and talks with, now that will help me in earnest to position myself, you know, maybe without even thinking I'm positioning myself to be friends with others. Remember, you know, the the Bible says they will know us. They will know his followers by their love, right? And so, you know, as you are enveloped in his love, you therefore out of that reach out in love. And, and this is not, and let me always say this, uh, th- I'm not talking about the sentiment. I'm not talking about the Hallmark card version. I'm talking about the power of love, which I call soul force, which allows you to love the hell out of the world. It allows you to not be naive about the hard things in life, but know that you have a resource to apply, especially in difficult times, right? So love is the most durable. I like to say love is the most durable element. Right. And so as we have been loved by this most durable element and as this has been bundled in us and downloaded to us, that is the resource. And so this is not about nice people. Hell, none of us are nice, really. Right. This is a, about us being met in all of our finitude, in all of our foibles. God demonstrating God's love to us and you and I being invited to do the very same to the world.
1: Talk about a low bar
0: yes
1: i mean clearly i was being sarcastic for those uh (laughs) listeners who don't understand Yeah, yeah. being very sarcastic so it's not easy but we can do it as long as we're friends with jesus
0: well we can do it by the power of the holy spirit we can do it because god's word is real and we can do it because uh, men and women uh before us and and by the grace of god after us will rely right in God's power, in God's word, in the real world, in the deep water, and uh, and they will, they will know and they will commend that knowing. And so all we want to do is we want to be in that parade.
1: Amen. Bishop, thank you as always. And thank you, listeners, to Listening to Four People. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.